0: Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message.
1: In the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, the Bible records the message of our Lord and our resurrected Christ to the seven churches in Asia. In his message to the church, Jesus Christ commended the church. Jesus Christ told them what they did very well. He told them where they were excelling. The things that they were doing very well. Next thing the Lord Almighty did, not just commend them, the Lord encouraged them. He knew that some of the churches were going through some difficult times. He knew that the churches, some of them were facing some very challenging moments. So the Lord Almighty encouraged them. He told them not to give up. Not only that, the Lord God Almighty challenged them. He said that yes, you have conquered some territories You have made some strides You have had some success He said, but that is not the end of the story There are still more grounds to cover There are still more gains to make There are still more places to be visited And so he told them that they should strive for greater heights Not only that, the Lord Almighty understood That some of the churches were not pulling their weight So the Lord Almighty rebuked them. He told them what they were doing wrong. He told them where they were making their mistakes. He told them the things that they need to correct. And then finally the Lord Almighty counseled them. He said, here are the things that you need to know. If you want to get better, if you want to move forward, if you don't want to get stuck, if you want to continue to be the best that you are made to be, here are the things that I advise you to do. And for each of those churches, the Lord Almighty gave them counsel and told them what to do. By the time you now get to Revelation chapter 3, by the time you start reading from verse number 14, the Bible says that the Lord now turned his attention and is now speaking to the church, that is the church of the Laodiceans. You're speaking to the church in Laodicea, and in verse number 14, let's pick up our reading from there. The Bible says, and to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans writes, this thing says the Amen, the faithful, the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. That you are neither cold nor hot, I could wish that you were cold or hot. So then, because you were lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, I do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. So I command you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich. To him who overcome, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Now I want you to pay some careful attention to what Jesus Christ is saying to the church here in Laodicea. Jesus is saying to the church in Laodicea, he's saying, I know your work. I know that you are neither cold or hot. I know that you are not going up. You are not coming down. For some reason, you are stuck in the middle. You are not going up. You are not coming down. You are not progressing. You are not backsliding. You are just stuck in the middle. You are stagnant. I know you are not moving forward as a church. You are not making progress. And the question is why? Why are you not moving forward as an individual? Why are you not moving forward as a family? Why are you not making progress? Why was the church stagnant? The Bible makes us understand Jesus Christ gave them the reason Why they were stagnant If you look at verse number 17 Jesus said The reason that the church in Laudacia Was stagnant Was because of what I call The wrong assumption Jesus said You are not moving forward Because you have a wrong assumption About yourself Look at verse number 17 He said Because you say Because you say You have this idea about yourself You think you know you think you are better. You think you are rich. You think that you have need for nothing. You, see, you are stuck because you have this wrong assumption. You have this wrong understanding of yourself. Number two, Jesus said you are stuck as a church. You are stuck as an individual. You are stuck as a family because you just don't know. It's not just the wrong assumption. It's the fact that you are ignorant. You don't know. And because you don't know, and you don't know that you don't know, that's why you are stuck. You are ignorant. That's why you are stuck. Look at that verse number 17 again. He said, because you say, I am rich. I have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. That's why you are where you are. Because you don't know. Because you have a wrong assumption. That's why you are where you are. In other words, the Lord is saying, you are stuck in the same place. You are not making progress because of your ignorance. Because you don't know. Because you think you know, but you don't. If you look into the lives of so many in our culture today, you look into the life of many, even in the church, people who have the word of God at their disposal, people who have, you know, who have access to the throne of grace, you will see the same problem. Persistent in their lives, many are not making the desired progress in life, many are not moving towards their doors, their dreams because they don't know about they think that they know. It is very interesting in this particular part of the world that people don't know how to say they don't know. they are wrong, they know that they don't know, but yes, they keep faking it. And even the motivational speakers have made matters worse for them. They say, fake it until you make it. You know that you don't know this thing. And you keep rambling crap. And yet you want to bluff your way through. And the Lord Jesus Christ is saying, That's why you are stuck. Our relationships are stuck. Our marriages are stuck. Businesses are stuck. Careers are not working. We don't, things are not working for us because we have the wrong assumption of ourselves. We don't know. We don't know why things are not working, but we never accept that we don't know. That's why the Bible tells us in the book of Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, they say, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They are not destroyed because they are not doing what they are supposed to do. They are destroyed because they don't understand how those things produce results in their lives. If you read the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10, it says that the labor of fools wearies them all because he doesn't know how to get to the city. He says he doesn't know how to get to the city. In other words, when you don't know, you get frustrated. When you don't know, you expend unnecessary energy. Pursuing the wrong thing. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. This tells us that most of the issues we have in life are the issues of wrong assumption and ignorance. The issues that we have in life are the result of people having the wrong understanding of things or not even knowing anything in the first place. We don't know and we don't want to know. And that is where the problem is in most cases. Now in this message that Jesus Christ gave to the seven churches in Asia Minor in those days, the Lord did not just leave them. He did not just leave the Laodicean church hanging. He did not just tell them you have a problem and then walk away. No, He gave them a solution. He gave them a solution. Jesus said to the church in Laodicea, He said the way for you to break out of your stagnant condition, the way for you to break out of that particular stagnant state, the way to be able to move out, and begin to make progress in life is simply for you to ask, cancel. Jesus is saying, if you are stuck, ask questions. If you don't know, ask questions. He said, the way to break your stagnancy is to do what? Is to seek and take counsel. He said, I counsel you. I'm offering you my advice. We say, break free from your state of stagnancy and move forward by seeking counsel, by taking counsel. Ask people who know how to move forward. One thing I can assure you is that whatever you are going through, you are not the first person who will go through it. And I can bet you you are not going to be the last person. The best thing you need to understand is to find out who has gone through your problem, who has had a similar problem, and how did they survive? How did they overcome it? Jesus is saying, take counsel from me seek my counsel take counsel from me and you will get out of stagnancy number two jesus said to the church in Laodicea if you are going to break the cycle of stagnancy it is not for you to seek counsel it's not enough for you to seek counsel it's not enough for you to take counsel but you must engage in profitable exchange profitable exchange The Bible says in verse number 18, I can't sell you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich. In other words, Jesus is saying there are resources that you have. You have talent, you have time, you have treasures. He said exchange those things for things that will build you up. Exchange your time for something that will build you up. Exchange your talent for something that will build you up. Exchange your resources for something that is valuable, something that is worthy, something that will increase your value. Why? So that you can be rich. And it's not just talking about money; I'm talking about all-round riches. Engage yourself in pro- engage in profitable exchange. A lot of us are engaged in useless engagements. Our exchange are not profitable the hours we spend on social media most of those hours are useless so make sure you exchange your time for something that builds you up something that adds value to you something that grows because as long as you are adding value to yourself you can never remain on the same level it is not possible the more you add value to yourself the more you grow The more you add value to yourself, the more you increase. The more you add value to yourself, the more you begin to stand in high places. The more you add value to yourself, the more you change your level of command. And Jesus is saying to that church, if you want to break out of this your stagnant situation, if you want to be hot or cold, he said, make sure you engage in profitable exchange. Number three, Jesus said, the way out of any stagnant situation is to position yourself correctly align yourself properly okay you say i can't sell you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich white garment that you may be clothes that the shame of your naked neck will not be revealed jesus is saying align yourself properly Align yourself properly, equip yourself properly, surround yourself properly with the right people, with the right resources, with the right material. Provide a right covering for yourself. People who can support your effectiveness, people who can multiply your effectiveness. He said, Why must you do that? So that you can cover yourself, so that you can protect yourself, so that you can compensate for your weakness, so that you can know, so that your shame will not be easily discovered. Jesus was telling the church, he said, buy from me a white garment that you may be clothed, so that your shame and nakedness will not be revealed. You need to align yourself with the right set of people, so that when the day to come for you, that you need a covering, you have those people around you, so that your shame is not discovered. And finally, Jesus Christ told that church, he said, for you to be able to get out of your stagnant condition, for so you to be able to get out of your stagnant you need a clear vision. You see, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire, that you may be rich, and white garment, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. Anoint your eyes with eye that you may see. You know that, what can a clear vision? Of your situation. Get a clear vision of yourself. Get a correct vision of what is ahead of you. Get a correct vision of what your life is supposed to be. Why? So that you can see what God has to offer you. You can see the opportunities out there. You can see the possibilities out there. When you see those possibilities out there. There is something in you that will be motivated to move forward. You cannot remain in the same spot. When you see what you can do when you see the resources that have been made available to you, when you see the opportunities that you have to be able to achieve certain things, when those things are made known to you, there is no way you can remain on the same spot. But the point Jesus is making is that you need to be able to move forward. That was the solution that the Lord Jesus Christ gave them. The question is, why was the Lord telling the Laudation Church all these things? Why was he telling them how to get out of their stagnant situation? The Lord was telling them, number one, because he loved the church. Number two, he was telling them because the Lord wanted the church to repent and to change their ways. He did not want them to be stuck on the same path. He wanted them to be able to move forward. He wanted them to repent. Number three, the Lord was telling them because he wanted to have fellowship with them. Have you noticed one thing? If you grew up with a group of friends, you were all at the same level at one point in time. You will notice that when you start, when you, uh, when some of you start rising, at one point in time, the one that is not rising, all of his students are isolating themselves. Not because you are the one that's is isolating them, but they just start isolating themselves. Why? Because they are not getting, they are not measuring up. And Jesus does not want any of His people to be isolated. So what is He wants to have fellowship with you. So he wants you to rise with Him. That's why he was telling them. And then finally, and most importantly, Jesus was telling the church at Laodicea all this as because he wanted his church to change their level of command. He wanted them to have access to power. He wanted them to sit with him at heavenly places. Look at verse number 21. He said, to him who overcome. You know, I want to him who refused to sit on the same spot, to him who refused to be stagnant, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. How is that possible? Because as I also overcame and sat with my father on the throne, because I changed my level, I want you also to change your level. Because I'm sitting on high, I want you to sit with me. That's why I'm telling you all this. So you will see, Jesus was telling the church, Seek, cancel if you want to change. Engage in profitable exchange if you want to change. uh, Align yourself properly if you want to change. uh, Get a clear vision if you want to change. And all these things was telling them for one specific reason. And that specific reason is that the church of God, the people that are called by the name of the Almighty God, can change their level. Jesus said to him who overcome, to him who overcome, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as i also overcome and sat with my father on his throne in genesis chapter 13 genesis chapter 13 the bible tells us of the many 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 visitations that abraham had with the almighty god reading from verse number 14 the bible said the lord said to Abraham, after lot had separated from him lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward southwards eastward westward for all the land which you see I will give you And your descendants forever And I will make your descendants As the dust of the earth So that if a man could number the dust of the earth Then your descendants shall be numbered Arise, walk in the land through the land And spread for I Give it to you I want you to notice what the Bible says In verse number 15 God said to Abraham in verse number 15 He said for all the land Which you see I give to you and your descendant forever. The question is why? Why did Abraham have to see the land before he can get it? Why must he see before he can get it? Before we answer that question, I want you to just put your hold, put a hold on that part of that passage of the scripture and turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 2. Second Kings chapter 2. Here the Bible is telling us the story of the transition of Elijah. Elijah was about to be taken to heaven. His disciple, which was Elijah, has been following him about. And when before Elijah wanted to go, Elijah said, Okay, let me give you something. Ask anything you want from me, and I will give it to you. And Elijah said, I want a double portion of your anointing. Elijah said, That is a very difficult thing. But if you can see me before I'm taken from your presence, then you can have it. Let's pick up the story from verse number nine. Verse number nine says the Bible says, And it came to pass when they were gone over. That Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of your spirit fall upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, look at that word there. If you see me. Nevertheless, if you see me. When I'm taken from thee, it shall be unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, and they still went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horse of fire and parted them asunder. And Elijah went up by the whirlwind into heaven. And verse number 12, Elisha saw it. Elisha saw it. And he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel, the husband thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two. I want you to look at the verse of the scripture very well. Look at verse number 10 properly. He said, and he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. But nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will have what you want. But if you don't see me, sorry boy you won't have it. The question is, why is it important for Elijah to see Elijah before Elijah can get the double portion? Why? Why is it important for Abraham to see the land before Abraham can possess the land? Why must you see it before you can change your level and possess your possession? Why must you see it? Look at the book of Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29, reading from verse number 18, the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people will perish. In other words, where there is no vision. When you cannot see what life holds for you. When you cannot see what tomorrow has to offer. When you cannot see what is possible beyond the physical. You live very, very carelessly. That's why you have to see it. That's the reason God said, Abraham, you must see the land. That's why Elijah said to Elijah, you must see this particular, you must see me when I'm taking from you. Because what you cannot see, if you cannot see it, if you have no idea what you are about to receive, if you have no idea where life is taking you, or where you are going, or what tomorrow have to offer, you will never go after it, you will never pursue it. If you don't pursue anything, you will never be able to possess it. What you can't see, you cannot pursue. What you cannot pursue, you cannot possess. It is not magic. And that's why God said that you have to see it. Said to Abraham, you want to possess this land, you have to see Say so lift up your eyes, look. Not south, east and west. Everywhere your eyes can see. That is what I'm going to give to you. As far as you can see. If you can only see one mile, that's what I'm going to give to you. But if you see a hundred miles, I'll give it to you. Whatever you see, that's what you get. Elisha, I am about to go to heaven, but if you only when you see me, that's when the double portion will come. You must see it to possess it. That's why you must see very, very clearly. If you want to ever experience a change of level in your life, you have to see yourself. You have to be able to see it. You must see clearly if you want to ever Change your level in life. The question is, why does your ability to see change your level of command? How does it affect your level of command? Why does it affect your level of command? Look at the book of Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2, reading from verse number 2, the Bible says, Then the Lord answered and said to me, Write the vision. Make it plain on a tablet. That he may run that read it. In other words, when you see the word of God, your ability to see that changes your level of command because what you see has a way of emboldening your faith. Nobody doubts what he sees. Nobody doubts what he sees. If you walk into a room and there's a boatload of money in there and they say take as much as you want, you don't doubt it. The money is there. It's staring at you. What you see emboldens your faith. That's why you need to see it. What you see emboldens your faith. What you see eliminates doubt from your heart. What you see inspires action. If you can do it for this guy, he can do it for me. If this guy can do it, I can do it. But you have to see it first. What you see reveals what is possible out there. What you see focuses your attention. Because as soon as you see it, you say, okay, what must I do to get this thing? It focuses your attention. What you see attracts resources to you. Because you begin to walk and see, what do I need to pull together to get to that particular destination? That's the power of vision. What you see controls your choices. You know that these are the things I need to do. These are the things I cannot do. I cannot see a student that gets an A and gets all the scholarship and all the big money universities are begging to give them money. And then I sit down there, i looking for how to make money. When I see that that is possible, what happened? I refuse to sleep. I study my book so that I can get the A's and then the money can start coming. The point we're making here is this. What you see changes your level because it controls your choices. What you see changes your level because it selects your associates. It tells you here are the people I can work with. Here are the people I cannot work with. Here are the people who will take me to where I'm going. Here are the people who will not take me to where I'm going. And you can differentiate that because you already know where you are going. But if you don't know where you are going, any riffraff will be a good company. Because you don't know. But when you know, they are able to guide you. So what you see Helps you to select your associate. What you see, you strengthen your resolve. Because a man who has been poor before, a man who has no lack before, and then walks into a place where people eat and throw it away, where people eat and begin to say, no, I don't want this, and they have option. You vow to yourself and say, no, 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 no. Poverty is no good. Poverty is no good. And then you make up your mind, I'm never going to go back in that situation again. What happened? Because you have been able to see what is possible and it has strengthened your resolve. Strengthen your determination that you don't ever want to go back in there. And that is why when you see a revelation of heaven, when you see a revelation of what God has made available for you, you will say, no, I cannot walk with the devil. No, I cannot believe the lies of the devil. Many people are being begged to come to church because they have never had a revelation of what it means to be saved. They have no revelation of what it means to walk with the Almighty God. When your eyes have been opened and you see what it means to walk with God, nobody will tell you to come to church. Nobody will beg you to be able to serve the Almighty God. Because you already know. It's just like a man who has been in debt before. You know what it means to have your credit card maxed out. And all of a sudden somebody pays off that particular card for you. And now you are given a fresh card. You will know how to manage that card the point is that when you see when the Lord opens your eyes to see it stretches your resolve it simplifies your life because you are not running in different directions you already know where you are going when you know where you are going why would you be turning right, turning left the point you are making is that when you see clearly when you know when your eyes have been able, given the opportunity to have a revelation of what God has in store for you, it simplifies your life. It takes away distraction. You know exactly where you're going. And because what you see changes your level of command, that is why God said Abraham, you must see the land first. That is why Elijah said to Elijah, you must see me before you go. Because what you see is what you are going to become. When you see what you can become, It has a way of inspiring you. It has a way of inspiring you. When you see what the future looks like, it has a way of influencing your choices and your association. When you see what you can become, it has a way of shaping the things that you do and the things that you do not do. There are certain things I don't do, not because they are sane or anything, just because I know they don't benefit me. It's a waste of my time. It doesn't take me to where I am going. That's why I don't do them. Not because I'm righteous or better or anything. No. It's just that it doesn't fit what I want to do. It doesn't take me to where I want to go. If what you can see can do all these things to you, what happens if you cannot see them? What happens if you cannot see what the future holds? What, ha- what happens if you cannot see what the possibilities are? Why is it that people who work in a dead-end job are more frustrated? Why? Because they can't see a future in that place. What happens when you cannot see a future? What God has in store for you? What happens is that if you look at that Proverbs 29 by 18, the Bible says when there is no vision, the people perish. When you cannot see a future for yourself, you waste away. Life becomes a guesswork when you can't see where you're going. Life becomes a guesswork because they don't know.
0: Thank you very much for listening to our program today.